0: If you've never thought much about jazz soloists, you might be astounded to discover that there's something that podcasters can learn from them. Listen to discover how to deliver a compelling episode that sounds natural and professional at the same time. What's happening, podcasters? I'm Brian Ensminger. This is 1000 Podcasters, and I want to see you be incredibly successful and happy with your podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what we can learn from jazz soloists and how it applies to podcasters. I'm going to share a little bit of my story. I played the saxophone in high school and actually in college as well. And especially when I was in junior high and high school, I really enjoyed playing jazz. I liked being in the jazz band. I liked being part of that. Uh, I, I just really, really enjoyed it. But there was one thing that I was always a little bit scared of. And I was a tenor sax player. If you're not familiar with what that means, that means that most often when you're in the jazz band, being the first chair tenor, which is what I was if there's a solo, there's a good chance that you're going to get it. So there were a lot of solos coming, and I wasn't always comfortable with them. Now, I, I did spend time practicing, I learned my scales, and I learned all of the things that went into that. But I didn't always feel like I really had a good handle on that and so I was always nervous. In fact, even even now if I go to solo something I'm maybe a little bit nervous and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but this wasn't a good nervousness. It was kind of a a disempowering nervousness. Not the kind of thing that says, "Hey, I want to do well." It was the kind of thing that says, "Hey, everybody th- is looking at me and I'm scared that I'm going to mess up." And so I didn't always play all that well. And I I worked on those kind of things. I was I was self-conscious and even as I spent more time in it and as I got better, I, I wasn't really seeing that going until one day when the band director shared with us that there's really kind of a secret to a great solo. And the, the idea is that you definitely don't want to script the whole thing out. And that's one thing that a lot of podcasters podcasters I think could learn from is there's a tendency sometimes to try and script everything that out. That's not where we were headed, but there on the flip side, there can also be a tendency to just say, well, you know what? I'm not even going to consider the chord changes or the timing. I'm not going to think about this. I'm just going to come in and start playing. And there are some podcasters that do that as well. And the reality is that a great solo is going to be neither of those. A great solo for a jazz player, they're going to have a firm idea of, of two things. And then they're going to have a general idea for one thing. So that they're going to have a firm idea of exactly how they plan to get into this solo. Now, it could change, but they're going to have an idea of how they want to get into it. And they're gonna have a strong idea for how they wanna get out of it. And it could be a particular lick that they're wanting to play, a particular scale that they wanna do, something like that. They're gonna have a really good idea of, of how they wanna get into that solo and how they wanna get out of it. And then they're gonna have a general idea for what goes in the middle. And that could just be some feelings that they have over the chord changes and the timing that's happening. They're gonna have a general idea for that. And that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna have a really good idea how they're gonna get in a general idea for the middle, and then a really good idea for how they're going to get out. And that can take some time to develop. And as I think about my podcast, sometimes I don't do a really good job either. And, and so I've tried to develop a structure that allows me to do the same thing. So when I'm working on a podcast episode, whether it's for this show or for the Engaging Missions show, which is my flagship show, I'm always going to try and have a couple of things nailed down. I'm going to have a really good idea of... How I want to get into an episode, whether it's how I want to get into an interview or how I want to get into a solo episode, whatever that hook is, whatever it is, it's intended to get your attention and say, hey, you might want to listen to that. I'm going to have a really good idea of what that might be, even maybe to the point of writing it out word for word and practicing it so that it sounds natural when it comes out of my mouth. I'm going to have a general idea of what I want to have happen in the middle, whether that's an outline or a list of several questions that I think might be interesting or some things like that. I'm going to have a general idea, but as I go through that, I'm going to also allow myself the freedom to think of things on the fly. So I've got that framework developed, whether it's an outline or some questions. In the case of this show, I've got an outline that helps me understand how I want to flow through this, but then I'm telling specific stories and working in individual pieces of information like I'm doing right now because I think it's going to be relevant to that discussion. And then I have a really good idea of how I want to get out, whether it's a specific call to action that's written out word for word or maybe a, a some, some kind of tagline that goes in. I've got those kind of things is done. Because I've done that, it allows me to deliver something to you like this particular episode where you can tell it's, it's natural. There are some words that are repeated. There are some stumbles. It's a very natural delivery, but it also, at least in my mind, sounds professional because it's on point. It has a firm starting point, and it's hopefully going to have a really good ending point. And I think that if you do that, you'll see the same kind of thing as well. You'll be able to sound professional, like you know what's going on and like you have a point, but you're also going to sound natural and be able to go with the flow. Now, one of the easiest ways that you can do this and put this into practice is to have an episode framework or a template that allows you to outline your thoughts. If you have one already, I would love it if you'd share in the comments how it is that you came up with that and why it is that you think that that serves you well. If you don't have one, I'd encourage you to build one. Build, build one. Just start with something, a general framework that you think will work, and then build it out. Build it out so that you have a strong beginning a framework for the middle, and then a strong ending so that you can do that episode after episode after episode, and as you start working with it, you'll discover things that don't work that you want to tweak about the framework, and that's fine, because it's just providing you a way to deliver a great episode that works well. Now, if you're struggling with something like that, feel free to hit me up, brian at toptieraudio.com. I'd be glad to send the uh, framework that I'm using to you so that you can tweak it or use it as well. toptieraudio.com is the place to connect with me. You can share your comment there, you can set up a consultation, you can subscribe to the show, or you can email me or contact me right through there, toptieraudio.com. Thanks again. Now go out there and make this a great podcast.